0: Hello, everyone. I'm Dominique
1: and I'm Christina, and we are the Connected in Glass podcast.
0: Every week we will feature interviews with glass artists who speak to their creative processes and overcoming challenges.
1: These conversations are real and raw. We hope that by sharing these stories, you're able to find some connection and know that you're not alone. We just wanted to take a moment to thank you for listening to our podcast. We're super passionate about this project and work for hours every week to bring you this content. So if you'd like to help support us, please consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash connected in glass. Also, please consider joining our Facebook group, Connected in Glass Community, where we continue the conversations from these episodes. We'd love to hear from you. Today, we're interviewing Kim Thomas. Kim is a glass artist from the East Coast who started Blowing Glass in 2009. She specializes in pipes and sculptural borosilicate glass. Hello. Hi. How are you? Thanks for joining us. No problem. Thank you.
0: All right. So we first just want to start by learning about you, um, where you live, what you enjoy besides glass, and then kind of get into the story of how you started working with glass.
2: Okay. So um, now I live in Detroit, Michigan. I enjoy a lot of things. (laughs) Um, First of all, I enjoy moving. So I move a lot and um, I've you know, lived in California, Texas, um, Philadelphia. I went to school in Rhode Island. Um, I'm, I guess I'm from Connecticut. I wasn't born there, but I grew up there. And so um, what do I enjoy? I enjoy, well, just all kinds of art. So I work in um, borosilicate, but I was a ceramics major in college. So I like sculpting um, and clay which I don't do um, anymore, but I do use uh, like mixed media. Um, And then I make incense and and, um, I like the violin. I was taking uh, classes for a while, but kind of stopped. And then I was thinking about starting again and just teaching myself. Um, I like to go for walks and a jog. And I like to look at trees. And the sky while I'm jogging and walking. And um, I like cars a lot. So I have a 78 Camaro and a couple of Jeeps now. And I like working on those on the weekend with my brother. And what else? I like prints and my, I like the color magenta. It's probably one of my favorites and purple, all of the like. Um, you know, warm, magenta-y, purple kind of colors are really beautiful. I like yellow a lot too. I like rusty metal and um, old, old stuff just to I mean that's just like the basics for what I like <laughs> um that was such a good description too I feel <laughs> like I know so much
0: about you now <laughs> okay okay and then so you did ceramics in school did you mm-hmm. do glass in school and how did you transition from doing ceramics and sculpture to glass
2: mm-hmm. um I never did glass in school I went and worked in the glass shop in the hot shop like once because my friend was a glass major then and then um, when I graduated from college I had a bunch of odd jobs including like dental assistant <laughs> but they were just random stuff. I painted portraits at this uh, little place called Danbury Mint for a while um, I worked in a leather store and then um, I moved to California and I became a special effects makeup artist and I worked for this named Kevin Haney, uh, who's won an Oscar for Driving Miss Daisy. And um, then I got laid off, and I answered an ad for a glass bowling position that's how I transitioned into glass. (laughs) Nothing had to do with anything. It just happened.
0: What was that position? And did you just think, oh my gosh, I'm just going to try this because I've tried so many other things. Did you know Um, that it was going to be the start of something?
2: No, I didn't. It was going to be just a part-time thing until I could get another makeup job. And um, I thought it was a hot shop. And I walked in and it was just like a bunch of dudes making pipes. It was so dirty. in there. And I was like, well, all right, <laughs> I'll give it a try. And now like uh, 11 years later, um, or uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not good at math in my head, but it feels like a long time. Um, it's uh, I've just been doing it since then.
0: When you started there, what were you doing for them? And then how did you you have such a unique style? So mm-hmm. how did you go from your start to finding your voice in glass?
2: Um, when I started there, it wasn't really, it was an it was going to be an assistant position for somebody that knew how to blow glass already. And since I didn't, they were like, well, you could just work here. And so they just let me work there. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, you know, I had my um, ex-boyfriend who I met there. Um, He would show me how to make, yeah, he showed me how to make a spoon and, you know, push a bowl and stuff like that. And then a torch opened up and they're like, oh, how about it? And so since I was a sculptor, you know, and past stuff that I had done, um, they're just like, figure it out. So (laughs) I figured it out. And I mean, since I, you know, done ceramics and clay and mold making and painting and whatever else I would do, you know, little side projects like making paper pulp or just figuring, I just, I just figure out how to do things or it's like, you know, now there's like uh, YouTube videos. So, you know, you're like, oh, I want to make these felted little things. I watch a video or read part of a book. So that's what I did with incense. I was like, I want to make incense. So I bought a book and then I didn't finish reading it and started making incense. (laughs) I guess skip to the parts that I really need. It's like, you know, if you've seen things before, then you can be like, oh, well, I guess. Then once you know the basics, I think you can kind of just like work it out. how we do things. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. And so you... Like Dom said, you have a really distinct style. Um, How do you work through your design ideas? Do you sculpt things beforehand? Do you draw it out or? Um,
2: I normally just visualize things. And um, when I have a really hard time thinking about what um, or how it's going to be put together or if I'm not really sure what I wanna do, I'll draw you know, or I like close my eyes and I draw little thumbnail sketches or mechanical drawings in my head and then like put things there like that, (laughs) then, um, you know, work it out that way. But I mean, recently, uh, I guess the things I've been making were a little bit more complicated, like um, robots and things like that. So I've been drawing more and then just I'm a visualizer or I make parts and then I like put them together and see how they fit and if they don't look right then I make more parts and then maybe do a little sketch and then sometimes I'm like you know I'm just gonna go for it and I just start putting stuff together
0: And just going back to where you started, what was it like being a woman going into a shop full of men and then learning there? Did you find that it was difficult or that you were treated differently? Or did you find that you were able to kind of fit in?
2: Um, I felt like I fit in. Okay. I mean, um, I have three brothers. So it's already the, I mean, my mother and I are the only women in, the, in our family. And then um, special effects is male, you know, uh, dominating field. And I feel like a lot of times most of life is male dominated. And so I just wanted to do it. So I just didn't care. And I... Have a smart mouth too. So, when, um, you know, and, you know, people say stuff to me, I give it back, and that's it. You know, let's say, I don't know. I just, I think I have more of a dominant personality. So, it kind of fits in. People get hurt, and it's their problem. <laughs>
0: And I was wondering, can you tell us a little bit about how you make your income now? Do you have stuff that you consider production work that you make money off of and then higher end stuff? And I know you do a little teaching or maybe you could kind Mm -hmm. of separate out how how you work through that.
2: I'm kind of all over the place right now. And um, so I make like, they're kind of production, but they're kind of not production pipes. Like I can, you know, I make smaller things that don't, you know, take lots and lots of time. They still take plenty of time, but um, those would be my production items. And honestly, I try not to make too many of them at this point in my career. And um, then I do have uh, lar- or more complicated pieces that um, I also make that aren't production. So there'd be, you know, it still be, might be a robot or, you know, some other kind of thing but um, more complicated and then it'll be one of a kind type of piece so I'll only make one like that and then I do teach um, and then I make stuff that's not pipes too and I also make incense and I sell it (laughs) it's just a little side project (laughs) but that is another source of income Uh, I don't do that all the time though that's like you know, after all of the glass stuff is done, because that's my main focus. Mm-hmm.
0: And how did you build up your career? Did you do it by like going and knocking on doors and making connections with like galleries and shops? Or did you do mm-hmm. it more by building an online presence or?
2: Um, I built up business was uh well, going to trade shows at first, and I guess through um, internet. I mean, when I first started, there wasn't Instagram. And then there was glasspipes.org. So uh, posting things on glasspipes.org and then um, going to trade shows. And I didn't really do like a lot of local business at that point, And there was a lot of I lived in California when I first started. So there was a lot of um, import glass. So, um, you know, and that was in LA. It was very easy for shops to get that. So, um, you know, I didn't sell to too many stores and I don't want to do that. Like driving around. I know that was like kind of a thing for, um, you know, it still is, but you know sometimes I'm just like yeah if you don't want it then you don't want it like I'm not going to try to like sell you on it <laughs> like my work is for certain people you know so um yeah just internet presence and I guess word of mouth type of stuff and trade shows mm-hmm.
1: And so are you one of those people that's just like constantly bursting with ideas or do you ever struggle with finding that creativity?
2: Well, bursting with ideas. When I'm bursting with ideas, I'm like bursting with ideas. And then, I mean, as far as pipes go though, um, sometimes I have no idea what people want. I just don't know. And I'm going to tell you how old I am right now. 43. So I don't really know what that, you know, there's like an 18 to 35 age group. And I've never, I don't know what they want. I don't understand (laughs) anymore. (laughs) You know, like they stay the same age and then we get older. And so, and I don't smoke weed. So sometimes, you know, I just, I'm not really sure. And then when I have, like, I went through a kind of a block at one point and um, then I just decided that I was just gonna make whatever I wanted to make. And it had nothing to do with what people wanted and it had to do with what I wanted and how I would make them. And um, that's when I started making these cloud riding contraptions and things like that. And then I was like, well, I'll just make pipes based off of these ideas. And then if people want to buy them, they can buy them. And then if they don't, then I just have a bunch of pipes that I put in my basement. <laughs>
0: Do you ever feel like you let the judgments of the people that don't really like them hold you down? Or are you able to just kind of brush your shoulders off and just not care about what they think?
2: Um I mean, I guess I care, but then I think that a lot of people have bad taste, so (laughs) you know. (laughs) So it doesn't really bother me. I mean, it's it's okay that other people, like some people, don't like my work. Um, But the people that do like it, it's for them. Like not everything is for everybody. Like I don't like everything, so you know maybe not everybody else can like everything too. Like I'm not that different from everybody else, so I know what I like, and I think that is the most important thing. Like I've always had the best success when I just didn't care what anybody else thought. So, yeah, I'm just I I like just making the things that I make, and that's it. And everybody else, if you don't like it, well too bad. None for you.
0: <laughs> That's a cool space to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was wondering, do you work alone? Like what's your studio setup? Do you work in a space with other people or do you work alone and do you like to collaborate or are you kind of more solo mm-hmm. all the time?
2: Yeah. Um, my space is, it's a collective, so there's a bunch of people in there. Pete, Tony, Drew, Chris, Allison, everybody, (laughs) Jeremy. And um, uh, it's fun to hang out with them, talk about ridiculous stuff. And my friend Pete gives me candy (laughs) sometimes. (laughs) It's treats from his lunch. (laughs) So it's good to work with people um, in some ways. But I think... um, I did have uh, I had a studio in Philadelphia, and at one point I was working there by myself, and it was so wonderful <laughs> and I was so productive and I was so happy working by myself and um you know i can I can go either way working with people or by myself, but um, I think that I'm most productive when I work alone because. You know, there's not like a bunch of other stuff going on and I can concentrate and I really just like it to be very quiet. So, I mean, it's not that quiet because I work on a Carlisle, but, you know, quietish. ish And um, I tend to work on my own designs. It's not that I don't like to collaborate. It's that if I do collaborate, it has to, I want it to be like a full- collaboration, not just, oh, you make the thing that you normally make, and I'll make the thing that I normally make, and then we'll just, like, stick them both together. Like, I want to have an idea of how both kinds of work, or however many people involved, can really mash and make a, um, like, a cohesive piece, you know. So, I like to collaborate, but I guess I'm selective about who I work with.
1: And where do you find your inspiration for your work?
2: I like to drive around the city and I would do like a driving tour of, you know, like the crappiest part of the city where it's like, you know, just really run down and everything. And so I find that kind of interesting because I like old, you know, dilapidated I think that's kind of interesting there's such a like a I don't know a, a big difference in like certain parts of uh Detroit so like there's I live in Gross Point which is you know it's a blue collar kind of uh neighborhood but like right down the street like two blocks away there's all these houses that are burnt down and you know just falling apart And then like right next door, there's these beautiful mansions and then these beautiful green lawns. And I just think that the difference between, you know, these two things, you know, it's just so drastic. And how, you know, how could that be? How could that be in this country? So, you know, that's one of the ways. And then, um, I said, I just think about stuff you just think about things all the time. I can't turn my brain off. So, um, you know, when I go for my jogs or my walks, um, I just have ideas and, you know, if I see something or I heard about something or I read an article or book or, you know, that's kind of, I guess it's just my real life, life, you know, things you see on TV. I don't even really watch TV. I guess more things I read or heard on the radio, things like that are inspiration to me.
0: I was wondering how COVID's changed your life. Have you seen a drastic difference in, in the way that your work is selling or in your day-to-day lifestyle?
2: Um, the pandemic, honestly, I feel kind of bad saying this, but I, I like the pandemic. Because I could be alone and then I could cover my face in public <laughs> and, um, you know, stuff like that. So it's been good for me because I've been able to think more and be alone more. And I know a lot of people don't like that, but I love it. It's like been great. So um, that. Changed and so I was able to kind of work on a different line of work and um, really think about what I wanted that to be. And then um, my I did. I mean, financially, I was fine. You know, I think pipes had kind of a, a surge um, during the pandemic, and not really sure why. Maybe it's because everybody's at home smoking weed. And um, maybe they're stimulus checks or, you know, you're not driving and spending all money on, you know, gas and going out to eat. So people maybe had more money. But I mean, I don't really know what happened, but financially, it was fine. I was able to pay my bills and be alone. And it was nice and work on the things that I wanted to work on. So. Yeah, it it was wasn't terrible for me, even though I know it was really terrible for some other people.
0: What kind of attitude do you go into the studio with if you know you're going to be a teacher versus if you're going to go into the studio and just be by yourself?
2: <laughs> oh, as a teacher, well, I generally think that um, I have as much to learn from my students as they uh, do from me. So And I try to have an open mind. And then um, I also, I guess it's not that different from how I go into the studio as um, just working by myself. I just want to have like really open to a lot of ideas and how, you know, maybe what you thought was going to happen isn't, you know, what is going to happen. So, you know, I think it's just important that we're, just yeah open to ideas and being flexible and um you know change it's like you know you have an idea and then that idea kind of like takes whatever turns that it needs to take and you know you visualize something and you know maybe you have a better idea in the middle of it or you know just uh yeah, it's just openness, I guess. And I think that being flexible and, um, you know, just being able to change and do, you know, glass has a mind of its own. So you can't just say, oh, I'm going to make this thing. Like maybe, you know, I'm going to make this other thing. <laughs> so, or, you know, if it breaks, there's something you can't, you know, like just focus on having this one thing at the end, like you can learn from your failure as well. So you know, that's usually how I do it. And like, if something breaks or cracks, it's like, oh, well, we can't, you know, get too anxious about it. And, you know, you can, you know, you can fix almost anything and borrow. And I have, (laughs) so, you know, you can, it's just, um, having an open mindset, I think is really important to teaching and going into the studio just to do your own work.
1: How would you define success for yourself?
2: Ooh, success. Well, for myself, it's, um, just being able to make whatever I want to make. And, um, I mean, I, I do want money, a lot of it, (laughs) because I like really luxurious things, but, um, I mean, I think most important is that I, I tend to do a lot of things for the experience and not necessarily for the money. And I think that being intelligent and wisdom and experience are part of success. So, you know, I think that I, I just wanna be really good and extremely creative. And so those are really important parts you know like you can't I don't think you can be an artist if you're not good at you know making things so my success is really just being the artist that I think that I can be and like kind of living up to the goals that I set for myself and um that the success with being able to like not getting like a regular job either like I can never ever Go back to that life. They can't. <laughs> so, as long as they can stay an artist and live this way, that is success.
1: Is there anything that you want to add on here for anyone listening?
2: I just think that everybody should just try to do their best or just do what you think is your best and use your ideas as, you know, follow your heart. That's what's important.
1: Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Connected in Glass. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram for more information on the artists we interview and for updates on the podcast.